and welcome to Reading the Room. A psychic exploration full of mysteries and other stuff. Guys, it's been a little while. How's, what's, uh, what's shaking? What's new? Um, yeah, it has been a little bit. So I think the last time we recorded was at the beginning of the summer. And now it's October, right? So the last episode we recorded, I said... Rocktober is what I call it. Yeah, Rocktober. Rocktober. The last uh, episode that we recorded, I was like, I went to see Blink-182 and it was so awesome. Well, I went again. <laughs> so I, I did that. I saw Tom DeLonge. Truly a Rocktober for you. <laughs> yep. And um, I started a new job and that's been going really, really great. And I heard you went to California. So I want to hear about that. Yeah, I went to California. It is uh, still there. I can attest. Um, do you guys watch pro wrestling by any chance? Sometimes. Hmm. No. I met... No. Okay. I met two professional wrestlers. I live in Orlando, which is a big hub for pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, one, one of the major promotions, WWE, was having a show it near Los Angeles. So we're getting on a plane from Orlando to L.A. Um, some guy walks by, and he looks vaguely like this pro wrestler that we like. And I jokingly nudge my wife and look, said, hey, look, it's Kevin Owens. And she goes, huh. And then uh, he stops and turns around, and I was like, oh, my God, that's really that's really him. That's really <laughs> Kevin Owens. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's amazing. Um, and we're like, well, that's, that's wild. And uh, he's getting on a plane, and we look, and he's like, he's getting on our plane. He's going to be on our flight. That's amazing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he loads first because, um, you know, rich, all the Richie Riches get on first. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know what the advantage is to getting on a plane first. Like, you, you sit on the little fart tube longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking that, too. okay i'm gonna stand out here where i can still stretch my legs and still catch a safe flight yeah thank you so much (laughs) uh so we get on uh they they finally let the the proletariats on the plane and this plane like i feel like normally you load on like the first class is on when you're like loading on a plane the first class is on the left side Mm -hmm. and the and the the regular class is on the right side so you go just take a right and go to your seat Mm -hmm. This one, it loaded in, and then you had to walk through the Richie Riches to get to the real piece. Oh, that's strange. Yeah, and they had already loaded the Richie Riches, so they're all full of their seats, and so they paid more money to just, like, look at people's butts and just be, like, (laughs) crotch level with people for, like, 15, 20 straight minutes. And so I'm normally not a person that, like, approaches celebrities. I'm like, oh, that's cool to see them, Um, but... Like, I just, I just inherently don't believe that just because um, they're famous, I need to bother them, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's not really a thing for me. Uh, so we're on a, but we're on the plane, we're waiting to go, um, and it naturally stops. I was like, oh, is, is Kevin around? Like, is, is Kevin here? Mm-hmm. And so um, we're walking in, and I'm walking in line with my wife, and um, where it naturally stops us. Kevin Owens is at my left hip. He's just sitting there, like, right next to me. And um, I was like, hey, man, we're big fans. He goes, appreciate you, man. Cool. Nice. Cool. So we take one more step, and then I look over to my right, and um, there's another professional wrestler, Finn Balor, 
uh, is already on the plane, but he's got his headphones in and he's he's watching something on his phone so animatedly, like how uh, like a like if you gave a kid an Adderall and then told him to watch something, that's how he's watching it. He's like all zoomed in on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then so we get on the plane and um the like sporadically the entire flight i would look over and my wife's just like gawking up at the first <laughs> to see what they're doing the whole time i do the same thing is she giving <laughs> yeah. you the play yeah. by play she's absolutely giving me the play by play she's like uh uh finn just uh stopped by kevin's seat and they had a conversation for like 10 minutes now kevin owens is a good guy and finn Balor's a bad guy uh-huh. so that's uh Come on, guys. What are you doing? What are you doing in this guy? And then uh, she ended the flight. She's like, Kevin Owens spent a lot of time in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with that? (laughs) So that was our flight. Uh, We get to L.A. It's it's rather late at night in L.A. Uh, We get there and there's some guy dressed all in Kevin Owens gear with a bunch of stuff. They had already loaded off the plane. So I don't know if he signed that stuff or not. Mm. I was going to ask the guy, hey, did he sign stuff for you? Well, that's fun. But, yeah. We have we have, we had a good time. That's I imagine awesome. if you go from Orlando to Los, or to Los Angeles on a regular basis, you probably see a lot of famous people. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. So what's going on in your world, Pam? Well, not much. If... If, to tell you the truth, I mean, I work from home. I don't go out that much. I'm kind of an old lady. So to be interesting, I would have to make up lies. Like, there's no gravity here anymore in my apartment. <laughs> Things are just floating around. <laughs> Kevin Owens came to my house. <laughs> so, you know, it's a bigger brag than you, Adam. <laughs> we can see. He came to your house, he's like, I saw Adam on a plane, yeah. by the yeah. way. I saw his crotch first, then I saw him. <laughs> saw his crotch and immediately knew who it was. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so, we've had, there's been some updates on some things. Yeah. Katie, what's what's happening? Okay, so I think our last episode was the Biggie and Tupac update, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a huge unfolding thing right now. Yeah, and then um, I was just sitting at the house uh, and saw that TMZ had reported just a couple days ago that a retired detective testified in the murder case um, with Biggie Smalls. And the big the big thing here is, is that He's saying that these murders were connected. And so, like, I went out of my way before our episode today and re-listened to part two of our Tupac and Biggie episode to kind of see what our theories and predictions were, right? And I feel like we were, we didn't explicitly say that they were connected, but I feel like Adam and I had discussed that a lot. Um, Let me see here. The retired Las Vegas Metro Police Detective Cliff Mugg testified before the Clark County Grand Jury in the Tupac case last month after a recent arrest of Dwayne Keefe D. Davis for the hip-hop star's murder. Um, And he was one of the investigators in the Tupac case, and he testified 
that people who were associated with both murders were involved, adding that the theory was accurate that they were related. And he didn't reveal the theory, but admitted that there were different assailants in each attack, giving Davis a pass on the Biggie murder. So that was something that we did talk about in our reading. We did ask if it was the same assailant who did both murders, and we got no, but that there was connections behind the scenes. Um regarding this specific murder and that yeah they were connected so yeah that's pretty big news um i'm interested to see what else comes out of this but for right now that's like the major piece of information that they're mm-hmm. giving out on this case i know that there had been speculation about two box murder that uh biggie had put up a million dollar bounty mm-hmm. for his murder mm-hmm. and i've also heard recently that 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 may he's he's mentioned that that may have been a well he the the suspect has said that that may have been a key factor in in the events that's interesting because going back to our episode we did do a reading on that and we asked um if both of these murders were hit for hires and we got a yes so i'm interested to see if that plays out um because we we had discussed that and I know it was like two years ago. So like my mind was like a little fuzzy on like how that went. We do a lot of these shows. We, we, to be fair, if it was yesterday, I wouldn't remember. Yeah, we put out a lot of predictions, but yeah. So I always like to go back and listen to. So if you haven't listened to the episode, I'm giving it a plug right here. It ha- we actually have three parts on Tupac and Biggie. We got uh, the Tupac and Biggie murders part one and part two from 2021. Our last episode was some updates and as they come in, we're going to keep rolling with it. Um, and hopefully we'll get more soon. Any Britney Spears updates, guys? Uh, there's always something uh, about Britney on TMZ. They're always reporting her. But she did have an incident, I think, within the last week where she was dancing with knives. And it was a controversy. Um, she said... The- The knife dance. Yes, the knife dances. So she said that they were prop knives, but when you watch the video of her dancing with these knives, they cling together. Ding, ding. And then she had put a video like right after that video where she had some cuts on her body and then like a a wrap around her wrist, like maybe she had hurt herself. So a little concerning, worried about Brittany. Um, The, the, prop store that she actually said that she bought those knives from which she said they were prop knives she put a plug on for she was like i bought these knives at this store and then i saw an article a couple days later and it was like this store is now having record sales because of the plug from britney spears (laughs) they were gonna go out of business but because of the knife video now they're doing okay and then there was an actor who i think it was the the actor who plays michael myers had come out and said that like even though they may be prop knives like then they're dull like they're dulled down they can still be dangerous so uh we might need to look into this further and, and bring you guys an episode i know we had talked about britney back in 2021 on our tiktok and wished her well and saw that the conservatorship was going to be um, taken away which it has been but uh yeah that might be an episode that we need to do in the future to check on our girl Britt because we want her to be nothing but happy but safe, right? That's safe. <laughs> yeah. nice down. Yeah, I think it's true. funny that the actor who played Michael Myers came forward. Like, 
Out of all the are still dangerous. Please put them down. <laughs> we love you. I guess. Well, he was lurking in the weeds. He must have been throwing those uh, knives around and found out the hard way. Yeah. When it comes to like, uh, yeah, like prop knife expert. Yeah, I guess that guy probably has a lot more time with it than most people. So, yeah. mystery for uh the the episode uh it's a little short and sweet but it's very i'm kind of obsessed with the with it the jatinga bird suicides have you had you guys heard of this before i mentioned it to you i had not me either i know yeah i'd, I'd come across it and, and immediately like was obsessed but uh no, I, I'd never heard of it. And and it's been going on for a long time. I read that its first recording of it was 1905. 1905, yeah. So a long, long time. The a bird suicide is an unexplained phenomenon in the Assam region of India, dating back to 1905. On moonless nights in September and October, birds suddenly behaving erratically flying into structures with enough force that it kills them. This isn't just one type of bird that is afflicted. There are 44 species that have been found to be affected. During the day, the birds are fine, but come 7 to 10 p.m. and the erratic behavior begins. Which adds a new wrinkle to the mystery because these birds are diurnal, which means they only, like, they're not active at night. They're like oh, day birds. They should be sleeping. Oh. They should be sleeping. They should be handling their bird biz during the day and, and not be active at night. Maybe this is part of it. They're like uh, out of their element. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe this is like uh spring break for birds. Oh yeah. And they really just can't handle their shit. Mm-hmm. Or it's like that Adamus, suicide Adamus. forest in uh, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. The birds are all the sad birds come to, to, Chitinga. Yeah. The mystery has been studied by ornithologists for years, but with no conclusion to what has caused this bird brain behavior. Strange. So, with this situation, it's it's a part a certain part of the year, September through November, correct? That's during yep. monsoon season. It is during monsoon season, yep. and and it's also a certain period of night between seven and ten p.m. Mm-hmm. Was there an element of this story that you're aware of that had to do with the moon, like uh, full moons or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, it's said to happen on moonless nights. Moonless nights. Yep. And that area, I had read, is an area that gets flooded and then the floods come out during monsoon season. That's absolutely correct. Okay. And I, I don't do birds, you guys. I don't know that much about birds, but I know that animals in general can pick up on certain things, especially ones that are like flight type of animals. So I'm talking about like bats. Here's what I know about bats that they use sonar, right? <laughs> and then, um, certain I do birds. I do bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do goth birds. <laughs> yeah. I do goth birds. I like goth, goth stuff. Okay. It's me. <laughs> um, but then also certain animals like cows and different things like that can read 
magnetism of the earth, mm -hmm. right? So I'm yep. guessing that birds must also have this as well in order to know sure. how to go north south because they fly. So mm -hmm. part of me was really wondering if what was going on with these birds was the the moon pulls the water like on the planet earth like it, it moves mm -hmm. um it, it the tides are affected by the moon we know that that's science um that's science that's science they said it. it's true um so i'm wondering if there's some sort of tie to that where like maybe their internal i don't know how that works bird yeah. radar system gets messed up by the well, that, bring, that brings up a great great another great point that i did not mention okay um yeah the the all of that is is a really great point if it is something like that it seems like it would be widely affected right but no other animals are a, like there's no Bats. odd behavior for any other be animals in the region or humans interesting I'll, huh? It also feels like that would affect birds outside of Jatinga. You could, know, the tide pulls. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could mm -hmm. be, but uh, I don't know that much about the Jatinga itself, but like if there's like a fault line, um, that could mess something up. Um, you would have to look at fault lines and things like that. And I also read with this story specifically that it's certain types of birds you said 400 species but there's more than like there's some birds that aren't affected by this larger birds or that's something, correct something yeah like there's that. 44 species 44, that are okay. affected yep interesting so what do you think it is what are the what are the theories well so the the big four theories are one evil spirits evil spirits are haunting the birds mm -hmm. uh there are even stories that when the phenomena started the the villagers believed that the spirit or the birds that were affected were evil spirits they themselves would often capture and kill these birds thinking that it's some sort of evil spirit situation i'd like to stop i'd like to step in right now and tell you i read an article and it said that um they would kill the birds with bamboo poles and then eat them with relish and I was hoping that we were talking about the bamboo poles that they would eat with relish, but certain that's probably birds. Let's break that down. Um, I would hope it was like bamboo. Can you eat bamboo? Like you probably have to like. Pandas eat it, don't they? Yeah, but we are not actually pandas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> i mean birds are delicious historically that's just science birds are delicious yeah <laughs> but if you think there's an evil spirit inside a bird would you eat that shit no yeah wouldn't the evil no spirit way. then be in you right you, it seems like you're inviting evil into you mm -hmm. or maybe it disperses but i mean you could eat them or you could chuck them away if they're you know if they're laying all over the place i thought if i thought something was evil i would burn it but maybe let's... maybe they deep fried the birds so <laughs> that gets rid of it yeah maybe <laughs> so yeah i think if it 
for me, I would I would put it in the fire. But I don't eat birds and I don't eat meat, so maybe I wouldn't do that. But I mean, I might suggest it. Like if you think it's haunted, like burn it. Yeah, Kate would just be sitting over there eating the bamboo. Yeah, yeah, I would. Like pretzels. (laughs) You eat the bird, I'll eat the bamboo. We'll see which one of us gets the evil spirit. (laughs) Uh, Theory two, uh, high-power searchlights on the hills. There's a lot of high-powered searchlights in the hills of this area Mm -hmm. that they may attract the birds who get disorientated and crash into the structures. Uh, this is this is interesting to me uh, because, again, as you said, it doesn't affect every type of bird. 44 specific types of bird. Um, also, birds aren't insects. They see lights, and it doesn't mess them up everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the high-powered searchlights weren't around in 1905. Yeah, that's a very good point. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, so it was, uh, back then, it was, uh, they used lanterns. They would have, they, they hung lanterns. So I don't know if that, if they, I, I don't know the con- connection, but lanterns were a big part of what was crashing back in the, the 05s. Yeah. I mean, light is light, right? Light is light. Uh, birds are, you know, like bird brain is a, a, a concept, but they're not in, like insects don't understand the difference between like light and the sun. All the, they're, they're very dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apologies to any insect listeners, <laughs> but you're not very smart. Yeah, you're very dumb. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, theory three, and these last two ones are the big, the big ones put forth by ornithologists. Is my understanding. The climate of the area leads to a change in the magnetic magnetic qualities of the underground water causing the bewildered state of the birds uh, it's very interesting but I have a lot of questions about it I from a from a place of not understanding magnetic water uh, but would that not affect them during the day like their behavior is considered absolutely normal during the day mm-hmm is only very t- during a very specific time of moonless nights. And what about the other birds? Again, you know, like I can't, I can't. My whole thing with this is I can't wrap my head around like, if it's gonna affect one bird, it should affect every kind. I mean, unless I like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot about birds. I didn't, I don't study them, so maybe you don't they, do birds. I don't do birds. Maybe there's something about their brains that's different as the different species, different things like that, which I guess could be totally possible, right? So We need some brain bird experts to tell us what the difference yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Kate is doesn't do birds. I know I'm not. Pam, is there any chance that you're an ornithologist and just <laughs> never mentioned it to, to us? You know, I had an ornithologist as a teacher once. But that's as close as I come to ornithology. Closer than me. Mm-hmm. Theory number four. A combination of high altitude, high wind speeds, and widespread fog during that time of season is thought to disorientate the birds, which are then attracted to the lights of the village as a means to stabilize their flight. 
birds get all uh, wackadoo and they're like lights that that's probably good and then they're like crash into it and die yeah uh, i don't know about that there's fog all the time all sorts of other places and this doesn't happen right like yeah yeah that happens all over yeah there's fog everywhere they don't it doesn't most of the time they just like land and wait for it to go away I, I would assume that's what they're doing I don't know I don't know guys I don't know it either. happens regularly for two to three months every year for at least a hundred years that's insane that's because you know other times of the year there are lights next to walls right, right. yeah I'd say there's a lot of them everywhere well, this is during a migrating time, right? So, are these like a lot of out of towners? Well, I, they're they're said to, I I don't know about all forty four species, but they they say a lot of them, a lot of this type these birds, that their nests get overrun by the monsoons, mm. and that causes issue with them as well. So at least some of them are like. Creating, put, putting down roots in these areas. Maybe they're tired because they don't have anywhere to sleep because their nests got messed up and so they're all exhausted and they're like, ah, I'm disoriented. Like, you know how people get too tired sometimes and... Yeah. These poor yeah. birds. Yeah. I've lost everything. I'm going to fly into that structure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're displaced and they're displeased and life sucks for them for a little while hold on birds because it does get better after a while yeah what a strange mystery should we do a tarot card reading on it yes all right listeners pam and i are tarot card readers so we're going to start shuffling our cards to find out what is going on with these birds because i do want to say one thing you know, yeah, yeah. on behalf of this area, I did watch a video like driving through this area. It's very beautiful. It reminds me of Hawaii. It's very tropical. It's got the mountains. Very nice. But let's look at the birds. What is going on with those Jatinga birds? You know, I've never done tarot cards on birds before. Me neither. So this is interesting. Um, this is interesting, but um, but a little bit different. A little bit out of my element. Same. I'm going to tell you what cards come up because um, It's interesting to get a perspective of, of a bird, right? So first thing that comes through uh, in the past is the death card. So the birds are feeling like there's a season change. And then I have a lot of, these birds must be happy before this event happens, right? Because I have the sun card, the ace of cups, the four of wands, which all talk about having this like really happy family. So like they're all real happy together. And then they have the fool card, which is like, we're going on a new adventure. So it's a little odd um, to me because I'm like, what is going on here? We have so much happy energy. So just just so we all know, when the birds are out there flying around, that makes them all very happy. They're very... Yeah. I 
feels in general, right? Yeah, I was going to say maybe birds are happy in general. Yeah. I also have the four of wands, but I don't have a lot of the other cards that you named. But you know what I do have? Hmm. The moon card. Okay, I don't have that one. But what other cards that I do have that are showing here is they have cards about arguments or feeling like the resources have been pulled back. So feeling like things have been cut off. So you mentioned like that their nests got messed up. Like I feel like that's very much a thing. Like they're all really happy together. But the um, we have the three and the four of pentacles, which both are cards that talk about resources being pulled away from you. And then, um, let me see here. I have, I have the, um, the six of pentacles upside down, which represents giving to the point that you're feeling you're like you're being taken advantage of. Okay. The other cards that I have talk about, Like, we have the Nine of Swords, which means the situation's really hopeless, and then that good news is coming um, after this, like, horrible time. And then another card, which is the High Priestess in Reverse, which talks about not trusting something blindly, or, like, blind trust. So I feel like these birds come into this situation where they're all really happy together, then there's some sort of resource that's pulled away. Um, and then... They're trusting themselves blindly and, like, flying into this wall. Um, um, I also have the High Priestess. You do. And I also have a card. I have a card that represents an animal being unhappy. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting is sort of similar to you in that what I'm getting is somebody feels like they're being taken advantage of they're very happy and then they're very unhappy um i also have a card that means the grass is greener on the other side um so it's that sort of represents like should i be here or should i try out being here so i feel like this displacement really puts them in a state of um in a state of confusion and you know again i want to say that my future card is the moon card so i feel like that plays into it as well i think there is something about the moon playing into this as well because there, all the cards that i have are talking about having a resource cut off from you and then i have the nine of wands which means that um there may have been like a this card means literally quite literally that somebody has a drinking or drug problem so that's like mental impairment that's a mental impairment this card talks about that so i feel like there is a mental impairment with the birds the birds are all drunk there's yeah there's some sort of mental something going on they're confused they're disorientated they're trusting the group like others to make some choices for themselves and i guess they must do that often but the cards are saying, like, with this high priestess, don't trust everyone just blindly. Um, so, yeah, my cards are pointing towards a mental impairment. And then you have the moon, so I feel like there is a tie there. Like, a, maybe a scientific tie that we're not 100% aware of. I was, after Adam said, they're drunk. I thought, maybe, maybe they're eating some berries or something. 
that aren't helping making them confused. But when I use my pendulum to ask that question, I get, nah, that's not it. Okay. Is there any anything else that you felt like was um, pertinent to the situation with the cards that we that you didn't have a chance to talk about? No, I feel like I feel like what you're hitting on is very much what I'm getting is that I get feeling like you're taken advantage of, feeling like you want to move somewhere else. You've got the moon card, which I feel like adds to the confusion and the pull, and then it goes from showing a happy family to a not happy family. So I feel like there's Generally, it has a lot to do with the confusion and adding to that the moon. So okay, so let's go down the line with the theories because the first theory was that these birds are evil spirits, right? Correct. And so, ask your pendulum: are are these birds dropping dead because they're evil spirits, and there's is it some kind of curse on them? Is that what it is? I get. I'm also getting a no. Okay, what was the second theory? Uh, high power searchlights on the hilltops in the area track the birds who get disorientated and crash into structures. I'm getting a no on that. I'm also getting a no. Okay, what's the next one? Um... The climate of the area leads to a change in the magnetic qualities of the underground water, causing the bewildered state of the birds. Yeah. I'm getting a yes on that one. I'm getting a yes on that, too. And I feel oh. like I feel like that kind of lines up with the cards, saying that the birds feel like maybe I'm drunk or maybe there's something wrong with my brain, mental impairment of some kind with the moon card. Okay. That makes sense. What's the last one? A combination of high altitude, high speed winds, and widespread fog during that time of season is thought to disorientate the birds, which are then attracted light to the village. I'm getting a no for that. I'm also getting a no. Okay. Well, we got the answer. We did it, guys. Underground water. Magnetism. Stuff we don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Poor birds. Horrible. But on the upside, as Pam mentioned, Jatinga is beautiful. And India is like, uh, hey, keep talking about this because you can come and visit it. It's a beautiful yeah. place. Come and visit it. Mm-hmm. So Jatinga looks interested. like a beautiful place to live. I mean, except for all the falling birds. You just leave <laughs> like, like, just... <laughs> How's the weather? It's perfect. Except for moonless nights in September and October. Go inside. Yeah. Take a vacation. Yeah. And I'd like to mention that they have some sort of festival. I believe it's connected to this. So, hey, just like the Mothman got us something going on make a festival out of it lean into it come see us give us money and we'll talk about this crazy thing yeah mm-hmm. absolutely all right guys you cracked it you got it all right another one bites the dust another one bites the dust um any final thoughts on uh beautiful jatinga and their their crazy bird 
issues. I'm just really sorry that all these birds have to suffer this way, and I never really thought too much about bird life, and then I saw this like really happy energy. So now when I do see the birds here, not dying, then them like flying around, I'd be like, hey, you know, they're just this happy little families together. So they're out there singing, singing their songs. Yeah, be more like the birds, everybody. <laughs> Except in Jatinka. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you can do all the the socials and see all the things. You, you listen. You're savvy. You get it. You know. Go find us. Go see what's what. What's what. And as always. Bye bye. Recording stopped.